Hi, this is Mitch Doan, and along with Jamie Richardson, we're your hosts of the Breakthrough Active podcast. We aim to deep dive into health and fitness that will help bring you a better understanding of topics that are of interest to you and can help you on your own journey. If you are enjoying the episodes, we'd love for you to leave us a rating on the platform you listen to your podcasts. Enough from me, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Breakthrough Active Podcast. I am here with one of our fantastic Adamstown members. I've got Jan with me, so welcome, Jan. Hey, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for coming on. I wanted to to talk a little bit about uh, your story with us as well as what you have done in the past with with, uh, your own fitness and sport and everything. And then you are, well, have been battling a bit of an issue with your knee. So I wanted to, to talk a little more in detail about that as well. So uh, tell me a little more about what you have done uh, fitness and sport wise when you were uh, a little bit younger. Um, I, I wouldn't even know at what age I started playing netball, but it would have been when I was five or six. And I think it was more of a convenience to go along to the courts with my older sister. <laughs> um, but pretty much from the first year I started playing, it's just been gun-ho on the netball court. So, um, yeah, I reckon it's it's been over 30 years easily oh. that I've been playing competitively. Um, it's probably the last few years that I just really let it drop off and just didn't play at all. But as you mentioned, with injuries and definitely netball knees, it's played a huge part. So, yeah, it's yeah. something that, that whenever we have... Um, someone new starting or, you know, we, we sort of talking with someone and it's a woman and they're talking about knee injuries or ankle injuries. I say, let me guess, play netball. And they're like, oh, yeah. how do you know? I said, well, <laughs> the knee injury was a bit of a dead giveaway. And, and it's unfortunate because, you know, it, it's not just netball. It, it's footy, it's soccer, it's, it's cricket. There's lots of things where it does take its toll on the body all in, in different different ways. And especially with netball, when you think about, I mean, how you have to play, we obviously not allowed to, to step in the ball. So you're going from a sprint to a stop and you're pivoting and you're on the hard service, so higher impact. And it's you know, pretty physical, especially when you're playing a high level yeah. like you were. So it does take its, uh, take its toll on your body. Uh, was your knee injury originally from netball? So I never actually injured my knees playing netball. Okay. Um, I've ha- I've had a lot of ankle injuries, but more so just 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 rolling angles, um, tendons, ligaments damage. I've got a bit of nerve damage in a foot because of that. Um, so knee injuries was something that I wasn't really expecting to come across, to be honest. Um, but it was probably a good ten years ago. Me being me, a bit clumsy at a music festival, <laughs> actually hurt my knee at a music festival, mm. and then that's kind of where the injuries. I guess started just with I guess the recovery on that wasn't the the best it could have been, and then just little niggly injuries kind of just steamrolling from that. Yeah, and then just a lot of little things, but also my job. I'm very physical. I'm on my feet, lifting, moving, bending, probably ninety percent of the day. Yeah. So it's just the knees just don't really get. They've never had a rest. <laughs> so interesting that you played netball for what like 20 years leading up to that point at yeah. a good level and I'm sure you're doing a lot of training and playing and yeah and everything. you're training like two three times a week playing two three times a week and 
And then you nothing. Did, and you heard it at a music festival. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Simple as that. <laughs> what music festival was it? It was at Future Music a few years ago. Yeah. I, remember, I remember the good old days of Future Music. I don't think yeah. I ever went to that one, but I went to Big Day Out a few years in a row. That was always a good one. Uh, yeah, will never let me live it down, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember who was playing at Future that time? That <laughs> it was during Swedish House Mafia. Oh, yeah. I do remember the year they came. So every time any, any, I hear any of their music, it just triggers. <laughs> memories. Immediate pain in the knees. <laughs> I'm sure you yeah. probably didn't even realise till the next day if you'd been uh, consuming some alcohol for the day, you might not have. Oh, we knew that. Right? That's how oh, bad yeah. it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Buckled. Still hobbled to my mate's place, but yeah. it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't yeah. ideal. <laughs> Did a good job of it. Uh, yeah. Okay, so so obviously very very active, you know, with netball uh, for most of your life. Did you ever sort of go into like a gym environment, either with netball or by yourself, and do anything there? Yeah, um, I even remember when I was back in school days, going with my sister. We grew up in Coffs Harbour, so I remember walking down to. It was only a tiny, small local gym. Just got like a program made up, but I think it was more so just something for us to do. Like the two of us would go down together a few afternoons after school or on the weekends. Um, and then actually once I finished uni, I used to work in curves. So I worked there for about five or six years. Yeah. Um, as good as it was working there, it just wasn't the money that we needed and the hours that we needed. Um, so I was kind of always involved in some sort of activity because even at that point I was going to the forum as well, but mainly just doing their classes rather than any gym or weight work at all. So. Curves, curves was massive back sort of 10, yeah. 15 years ago. There's, there's still some of them around, but I remember it being really popular for a while there. When it first came out, so my boss was the person that brought it out here from the States. Oh, okay. So we were involved in it when it very first started. So thank goodness I kind of got out before it took its big dip. Mm. But, yeah, just it was, it was great to work at, but it just... Yeah, wasn't what you needed. Wasn't what we needed. Yeah. Okay. So in more recent years, I mean, you know, as a bit of a spoiler, Jan, Jan sort of joined us when we first started at Adamstown, sort of going on three years ago now. But leading up to that, sort of in your, you know, the last few years prior to that, had you had a layoff from exercise, or was that at a point where you were just doing netball? When with the career change, so moving into retail management. Um, I was traveling a lot to get to work. So I was actually living in Adamstown, working in Cessnock and Rutherford. So places like that on my already 10 hour days, it was turning into 12 to 14 hour days, just depending. So the gym memberships stopped. I was still playing a bit of netball, um, just indoor and just like Saturday comp for outdoor. Um, but just work literally took over everything, every spare minute we had um tried we did a like my husband's a runner so I was doing a little bit of running but that was more so to fill in my time when he was doing his races um and it wasn't bad I got into a bit of a rhythm with that but then again it's not something that I really like I really enjoyed or I really wanted to do so it it tapered off pretty quickly yeah okay and then and then from there you had a little bit of a change in your life as well when you are uh, when you welcome Toby into the world so we just turned three now. So that was a huge, 
Uh, I guess an adjustment. I mean, you always know things are going to change when obviously you have a kid, but you just don't really know how it's going to affect your life or your routine. Mm. Um, but I think with the, the main thing I noticed was just the time off work as well, because my job is so physical. That's where I really noticed a huge, a huge difference. Cause I think my, my work does keep me quite physically active. Yeah. Um, so then just being at home, obviously with a newborn you're not up and running around or chasing around these little people it's a lot of well for me it was a lot of sitting down and yeah it was just I went from one end of never having a chance to sit down barely having a coffee to most of your day is filled with sitting down or catching up with people to sit down and have a coffee (laughs) (laughs) yeah you went from sort of one extreme from the other working yep. like you said 10 12 14 hour days and lots of travel yep. to to not um not doing anything obviously you know being a, being yep. a new mum that 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 sort of took priority at the time and yeah, then it was a, it was sort of a few months after that that you you sort of got in touch with us and and we got you started so ha- how was exercise for you uh different after you had had a baby um, I think it was just more so it was the knowing what you used to be able to do to then what you're actually doing. But it was you don't really think about the time in between, so to speak. So, you know, oh, I used to be able to do this or I was running 10Ks. But that was also a good probably, you know, four, five years beforehand. So you don't think about that time spending between yeah. um but it was actually really refreshing to start to do something different but also I don't know I kind of just thought well if everything's changing why not change this and then add this into my routine as well yeah yeah and, and it's a conversation I have with new mums a lot where especially if it's their first baby if it's their second or third or fourth and they obviously have a little more uh, expectation of what it's going to be like but for that first one it is just a really big adjustment because they've never gone through it before and there's certain parts of your body that aren't quite working the way that they used to and certain parts that are a little bit weaker than they used to be and a few sort of modifications and things that you have to consider that maybe you never had to in the past yeah. and it's just yeah. a bit of a process to familiarize yourself with those because everyone is a little bit different too as as trainers you know we we kind of know some of the, the things that we will need to, to discuss and sort of look out for. But even in saying that, every everyone is different. So there are times when people have had a baby and they come back and they're, you know, good as gold. And you've got other ones who have had you know, a bit of a complicated pregnancy and they've got certain things that they're needing to be mindful of. But regardless of that, it, it is always a, an adjustment for, for people. Uh-huh. And, and I think to your to your credit, you know, you, you got into it, into the swing of things quite quickly. You know, you didn't, you know, there are times where we speak to women and it's been three, four, five, six years until they sort of get back on the horse, so to speak. So for you to get back in quite quickly, I think was, uh, you know, good for you. And obviously from a mental standpoint with, with everything, I think that's always a really positive thing because, if you don't have an outlet for yourself, you can end up with that baby brain that so many women <laughs> talk about. Um, yeah, <laughs> I really needed it. Definitely, as you said, for me, like I didn't have anything else really apart from when I was going back to work, it was, that was going to be it. So um, I think as well, 
because my job is so physical, I kind of knew as well that I needed to do something to prepare me to get back to work. Otherwise, I mean, it was a shock to go back to work. So if I hadn't have started anything, I could only imagine how difficult it would have been. <laughs> yeah. You're able to build some good momentum when you had the yep. time to be able to do so. And, yeah. and you've, uh, yeah, you've been able to, to maintain that, you know, for the last sort of going on three years now. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. more re- in more recent times, you've you've had a little bit more of um, a little bit more trouble with with the knee. So tell me a little bit more about you know what has happened. I know, of course, I know, but if you want to you know talk about what's happened the last sort of three to six months regarding that, I think it was it was really last October. It kind of started. I mean, I've always had just pain and discomfort, but it just kind of started. It was about last October, and it just it would flare up and go away, flare up and go away. And it just was, it wasn't going away. So that's when I kind of thought, okay, I'm nearing 40, played sport my whole life. It's probably not going to go away if I don't do something about it. Um, So I'm trying to think. It was actually my GP. She was great. She just said, look, what what do you want to do about it? She said, you can go to the physio and just get the pain gone, but that's not actually going to tell you exactly what the pain is. Um, so we just decided straight away, I just said, I'm happy to go for an MRI and we'll have a a deeper look at what's actually going on. Um, because I think I just wanted to know because we had enough time of it just being okay or, oh, I'm not having a good week this week or whatnot. So I remember it being like good and bad, like there'd be some weeks you'd be fine and then other weeks we'd, you know, you'd be in in pain and we'd have to be sort of making the adjustments and things. So it certainly yeah. wasn't a consistent feeling. No, no. So it was not a lot. I guess there wasn't one major injury. There was just lots of little things going in there. So there was what they call just some lazy tendons, like not my kneecap was moving around. There was just a lot of damaged cartilage in there, which was causing minor tears not to heal properly. And then from that happening, there was just some like friction cysts in there as well. So yeah. just kind of snowballed a lot of little things that just were contributing to a knee that wasn't. Yeah. And then you ended up having that, that sort of minor surgery on it. Yeah. So I had an arthroscopy four weeks ago. Um, the surgeon was fantastic, gave me options and also in the end said, it's up to you um so I just said just you need to sort it out because I'm not gonna like the quality of life was getting less and less yeah and then with a three-year-old it was getting harder and harder um so they basically just went in checked it all out from the inside cleaned it all out took out everything that (laughs) wasn't where it should be anymore um but they've also found there's obvious and we we knew there would be quite a lot of arthritis in there now too so just to to know what's going on in there and what I've got to work with, I think is now peace of mind is huge as well. Yeah. I think with any injury, there's two types of people. There's some who want to just uh, cover their eyes and pretend like it's not there and um, Mm. not, not get it looked at, not think about it and not talk about it or anything. And you've got other people like yourself who I think is it's it's obviously a much more proactive and, and healthier way to look at it where you address the issue. If there's something that needs to be done, whether it is physio, whether it is surgery, mm. whether it is another form of treatment, then you do it and you obviously know that with that is going to come a level of 
rehab and, and frustration and, and time and effort and, and obviously you know, time off work and things that all kind of factors into it. So it's not necessarily a decision that is really easy for, for a lot of people. Mm. Uh, but I think if you look at it over like a, as a long-term thing, you're always going to be better off doing it now because every year we get on oh. to be harder. And then, like you said before, your quality of life was being diminished to the point where, you know, every month or every week, you know, you were sort of getting by. It just probably wasn't really how you're wanting to live your life. So, although it, you know, may have been easier to leave it, it's um, it was it was definitely to your credit to to be proactive about it and to go and get it done. And now, like you said, you're, you're four weeks out of um, out of surgery, and we had a conversation the other morning where you said it's feeling feeling great, and you got some good good uh well, was, it was even the physio that was kind of like you you can do a lot more than you think you can yeah so I think he kind of pushed and tested a few things and I was actually just saying it to my dad before as well like I think right now here yeah, the physio thinks I'm about 80 percent mm. and it actually feels better than it did before the surgery yeah so it's yeah. such great news because mm. it can it can be you know quite a bit longer than four weeks for you to be able to get back oh. to where you were or to surprise yeah. Uh, but that's like I sort of mentioned, it's a credit to you for sort of being diligent with, with everything you're doing and you haven't really stopped exercising the whole time. We've, we've worked around things and you've been mindful of what you can and can't do. And we've, you know, make adjustments to workouts and things. But yeah, when you told me that the other morning that, you know, physio said it was at 80%, that was yeah a really great result. And Again, I think peace of mind. as well to think it was that good that quickly because I was thinking, no, nah, it's going to take longer. But I mean, it, it is one of those things as well. The younger you are, the the quicker it's your rehab's going to be. Yeah, yeah, so. no, no refuting that. And it sounds mm. like you've got a good system where you had like a good GP, you had a good surgeon, you've got a good physio. Oh, very and, lucky, yeah. And, and and that's where you know at times if you don't have the support or you and your uh, support network there like the health professionals aren't aligned with the same thinking that you mm -hmm. are that can be where there's some disruption with things if the doctor's telling you to, to take it easy and your physio's telling you the same thing it, it kind of doesn't really align so you've obviously picked some some good ones that have been aligned with mm -hmm. your thoughts who were encouraging you to exercise encouraging you to be moving and like you said your physio actually said hey like you can do more than you are right now um yeah which is um yeah it's rare to hear that from a, from physios because normally they're playing it on the safe side but but he's oh, they're, they're obviously yeah good enough to know you well enough to to see that what you're doing could be a little bit more and and then you it know was, that, yeah it was quite interesting because even the the surgeon and the physios <clears throat> excuse me had said to me like before the surgery you will walk out of the hospital mm. like hours after having it that's that's what you need to to do so I think that kind of got me on the point where it's like okay well, you don't sit around and you don't do nothing yeah for the two of them both to same page to say you were walking out of that hospital was yeah that was yeah good. yeah well to, to know you don't have to be on crutch or you don't have mm. to be helped out of there in a wheelchair or, or something that's always a very positive and confident building thing and you know obviously the last month you've you've sort of run with that so to speak and yeah, you're in a position now where it's feeling better than it did before and you're able to, to move it and, and get better functionality at, uh, out of it than you did before. So you know, I'm sure we'll talk again in another month and, and it'll be even better. And, and the whole idea with surgery is it gets back to near 
I mean, maybe never a hundred percent, but as close to, to that as it can be. And it's just sort of that short term uh, sort of setback with time and effort and energy and, and everything through the actual surgery. But if you look a couple of months ahead, you're always going to be better off from it if you've done everything that you should. So it's been a really, really good outcome for you and a really good process. Mm. No, I've been really happy with it. So it's been and ex exercise has been a big part of your life, at least since we've known each other the last few years. So for you to be able to get back into the full swing of things there, it's been, um, yeah, great to see. But no, all in all, yeah. but you, you, you... The difference is I haven't been able to walk down. <laughs> yeah. Been able to yeah. Even Toby's been like, oh, we'll go get mum. And I'm like, nah, mate, I've got the car today. <laughs> yeah, driving. Yeah, because yeah. you are only just up the road, which is which is handy. Yeah, uh, we'll work back to that. You wouldn't want to be walking in this weather anyway. What we've had lately. <laughs> um, but no, all, all in all, you were one of the one of the very first members that we actually had sort of start out at Adamstown after we took over from the the previous owner. So it's been mm. it's been fantastic having you along the way and through all the ups and downs and lockdowns and things that we've had <laughs> the last few years. And yeah. and to have been able to see your journey with us, you know, you've you've seen some really good results yourself. So tell us a little yeah. bit about sort of what you've you've achieved the last couple of years. I think definitely from the get-go, it was, as I was saying, like just a routine change. So going from being at home with baby to then starting exercise and then going into work was definitely a bit of a shock to the system. So I did lose, I think there was a, just over 10 kilos to start with. Um, but then I found as everyone does, you go up and down. So I think I put a little bit back on, but I do think a lot of that's to do with my knee just from not being able to do the, <clears throat> I think running and just, cause I think I felt I'd built up to being able to do the running portions of the, the workouts, the burpees, which they were the big things I really struggled with in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but again, that's just going to give me something else to work towards again, which is, yeah. which is fine. Um, but I think, I just enjoy having exercise as part of my routine. So I think for me now, kind of having something for me to do outside of work and outside of the home is is incredibly important as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all do an escape because I work in retail. So there's just people around you all day, <laughs> every day. I'm a manager, so I've got people asking me questions all day, every day. So it is nice to to come down. And you guys go, hey, this is what you're doing for the next 45 minutes. Go. Yeah. And it's just, I think I just need that kind of zone out as well. From a uh, physical standpoint, I mean, obviously, you know, you've seen some, some good results and we spoke about fitness and your knee and, and everything there. But, yeah, that mental side of things is something that, you know, can't mm. be overlooked. And, and anyone who has exercised for an extended period of time knows that that is really important and, and yeah. the gym is, you know, often that third place for people, you know, you've got home mm. and work, which are places one and two, and then you've got the third place, which is the gym. You know, the people there, yeah. you know, the trainers, you, you know, you know, your environment, you, you're happy there. It's something that's positive for yourself. Other people's third place is sometimes the pub or pokies or something like that, which, you know, everyone makes their own decision with that. But I think doing something that is, really good for your health and and being around people and having it as an outlet for yourself where you don't have yeah. the pressures of of work life and, and mum life and and home life and and I think it's it's something that you know I'll always be an advocate for and, and speak mm. um, of the importance of it for people <coughs> I think all in all it makes you 
you know, a better mum and partner and employer or employee, you know, whatever your role is at work, it makes you more productive there because you do have that bit of time for yourself. So I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Jan. And I think, uh, yeah. you know, for other people who, who may be listening, who uh, maybe have had some injuries or, or maybe are trying to return to exercise after a setback or maybe having a baby, they can take a lot from this conversation. So appreciate, appreciate you sharing. That's all right. Cool. All good. Thank you. Uh, thank you again for listening, everyone. And thanks again, Jan. And we'll talk to you guys on the next one. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If there is a topic you'd like us to discuss that we haven't already, please make sure you reach out in Facebook Messenger and we'll do our best to cover it in the upcoming episodes. For those of you enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to like, subscribe and leave us a rating. It really helps us grow and spread the good word. Hoping you're all having a great day and we'll be sure to see you on the next one.